Good morning, Maranatha, and Merry Christmas, and all the above. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive, right here on our website. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and we are so happy to have you join us today. You know, we can't gather. I'm going to say this to particularly our our. Well, it's really to everyone, even everyone listening anywhere in the world, anywhere in America, anywhere in in South America, all the way from Africa to the Arctic. We have had people come to our website. If you are any of those nations around the world, the United Kingdom, we're just happy to have China, Borneo. Uh, who would have thunk it, right? That people would come from Borneo. Someone with a computer in Borneo has come to our website and we can see certain areas where people come from uh, to our website and so if you're listening from Borneo we welcome you if you're listening down under in Australia if you're listening up in the Arctic or the Antarctic we welcome you today amen this is a time of great trouble and turmoil and I don't have to go into detail about that but it is also a time of a great move of the spirit of god and we need to be in a in a in a different attitude in our lives and a different atmosphere the headlines are going to continue to create fear and uncertainty but the word of god is absolutely clear and absolutely consoling and absolutely peace producing if we begin to understand how as Christians we represent a different kingdom and we react in a different way to the same things that are causing such turmoil and fear and panic and uncertainty in the world. We have something that will distinguish us if we're able to achieve it, if we know how to tap in to what is really ours that will showcase us as God's children and showcase God as a God of peace. Amen. It will give us an opportunity to testify to others to give a reason for the hope that is in us today. So we're talking about this Sunday, reclaiming Christmas peace. Amen. Reclaiming Christmas peace. And our scripture is found in Philippians 4 and verse 9. Heavenly Father, as we gather not in person, but gather around the Word of God. Everyone who's listening right now, as we gather around the Word of God, we're not forsaking the gathering of ourselves together. Right now, for the next few minutes, we are together in one mind and one accord to seek you and to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church, to receive it in good ground hearts, that it may bring forth fruit in us, thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And one of the great products of the Holy Spirit, or fruit of the Spirit, hallelujah, that develops in us and will be seen upon us, is the peace that only the Prince of Peace can give. Amen. You know, in the Old Covenant in Isaiah, speaking of Jesus, this Christmas season, says His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince 
of peace. And of all of those titles as well, the one that is most, most embraced by so many people living in a world of trouble is Prince of Peace. Amen. And it's because we have access to the God of Peace and He has committed Himself to be with us we can manifest if we achieve that peace as God's children, if we represent a courage and a confidence and a consolation in these troubled times, the world will wonder where in the world did we get it. Well, we didn't get it from the world. I can guarantee you that. We got it from the Prince of Peace himself. Jesus said, in this world you shall have tribulation. Certainly, the great tribulation is not here, but it's on the way. But something else we know that the world doesn't know and doesn't get is not only is the tribulation on the way, but Jesus is on the way as well. And until He comes, He promises to go with us. The God of peace is with us all the way, even unto the end of the age. Amen. I like what the Amplified said. It said, And the God of peace, of untroubled, undisturbed well-being, will be with you. Praise God. The Scriptures teach clearly that the last days would be marked by fear and anxiety. And we're seeing it amplified because it's been here for several years, but it's being amplified because of the pandemic and the pandonium that is created around the world. Luke twenty-one twenty-six says, Men's hearts, failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. You know, it's prophesied that a, that a star would fall from heaven. We would define that today. In John's day, it, the only way he could define what he saw, it looked like a, a fiery ball out of heaven that, that struck the earth. And it was, it was called wormwood or bitter. And it made the waters bitter. And a third part of all that was in the waters was killed. And, and, and friend of mine, these things are not just things that that are so far-fetched. We know God's Word is true, but we're seeing scientists saying it's not if or when that a comet or an asteroid is going to strike the earth somewhere. We've even had close calls. You say million miles is a close call. Well, they're, they are, you know what they're doing right now? They are trying to find ways to move the, move the the orbit of a comet to move its 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 passageway toward us with with even a nuclear device or something to to push it out of its its course so it doesn't hit our planet they know it's going to happen one day and they're not going to be able to stop the one that is called wormwood in the book of revelation it's going to strike the earth during the tribulation but friend of mine there is no place you can go in this world and have 
peace in the sense of all the conditions being so tranquil and so right that there is no need for concern, no need for worry. We are in a stress-filled and stressful world, and the pandemic has only increased that. But there's a myriad of other reasons to be stressed out and to be concerned, and fear is going to grip every one on this planet, particularly in the in the time of the great tribulation. And this is this scripture is actually descriptive of the hopelessness and helplessness that will grab a hold of those people who are facing the great tribulation. But it's also descriptive, I believe, of the time just preceding it. The time that is called the beginning of sorrows in Matthew 24, 7 and 8. Listen, that's where I believe that we are living right here and right now. And I believe that the true church will be distinguished from the false by sustaining peace in unpeaceful and fearful times. Even when God's judgments are in the land Listen carefully to Isaiah thirty-three thirteen through 17. It says, Hear ye that are far off what I have done, and ye that are near acknowledge my might. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness has surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings. Verse 15, He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despises the gain of oppressions and shakes his hands from the holding of bribes and stops his ears from the hearing of blood and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. Oh, I want to stop right here. Didn't the new covenant say this? Come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Hallelujah. For what fellowship hath light with darkness, or Christ with Belial, literally Christ with the devil himself? Amen. Come out from among them and be you separate. Listen, one of the things that separates us is that we, we serve the God of light instead of the God of darkness. This false God, this little G God, this devil who wants to be God, who led a rebellion in heaven and was cast down to the earth. We are children of the light, not children of the darkness. But it's not only that that distinguishes us when we begin to live for God. Amen. It's the peace of God that we will possess that in the time of trouble like I'm just reading here, amen, that we have confidence and courage and consolation instead of fear and trepidation. We are not oppressed and being depressed like the world is. We have hope in God. Hallelujah, because the God of peace is with us. Praise God. Amen. Listen to what it says in verse 16. He shall dwell on high. His place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks. 
Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it says of the coney is a feeble folk, but he hides in the rocks. He doesn't have to be strong because he's got a place to go where the predator can't get him. <laughs> Amen. The coney are a feeble folk, but his he he hides in the rocks. Amen. And our rock is Christ, and our rock is God today. Amen. Listen, he shall dwell on high. His place of defense shall be the munitions. I want to go back to he shall dwell on high. You know, the Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. Hallelujah. And that word safe in the Hebrew means it's like a tower far above the the enemy that wants to get to us, but he simply can't reach us. Praise God. Hallelujah. He he's listen, he he shall dwell on high. His place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks. Bread shall be given him, and his water shall be sure. Glory be to God. And verse seventeen is prophetic of their future, not where they are safe during the time of trouble, but this future that they have. Thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty. They shall behold the land that is far off. Now, according to Jameson Fawcett Brown, an old tried and true commentary, but very appropriate and contemporary to what we're facing right now, listen to what it says. This is prophetic he says, of uh, uh, prophetic pointing to a time beyond Hezekiah's, to the time to, of the church in the last days. Very far off, let me read it to you. Rather, the land that it's, that is in its remotest extent, no longer pent up as Hezekiah was with the siege. For Jerusalem is made the scene of the king's glory, and it could not be said of Jerusalem very far off, unless very far off mean heaven and the Jerusalem above, which is to follow the earthly reign of Messiah at literal Jerusalem. You see, the same people, dear friend, who have God's peace in the time of great trouble, the beginning of sorrows, are the people who will see the king in his beauty and will see the city of God, the new Jerusalem. Listen, the Christmas message brought first by angels is not a seasonal message. I want to say that again. The Christmas message brought first by angels is not a seasonal message. We shouldn't just read this scripture that I'm about to read during the Christmas season because we need the peace of Christmas in our heart 24-7, 365 days a year. Because in this fallen world, we will have tribulation, Christ taught. But then he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And see, he leads us. The, the Prince of Peace is with us. The God of Peace is with us. He is for us. Therefore, he is with us. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to read this Christmas familiar scripture beginning with Luke chapter 2 verse 8 through 14. Listen. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, something that's repeated over and over and over and over and over and over again in the new covenant, fear not, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace good will toward men. Now I want you to know, and I don't have to tell you, and you don't have to be a scholar of Scripture or a historian to know that the birth of Jesus did not create a worldwide global peace that is still continuing. No, no, that's not what this means. It means that God made a way through Christ, for those who have come to Him, repented of their sin, and received Him to enjoy peace with God, and therefore enjoy the peace of God in their mind and in their heart. Hallelujah. Have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Are your sins forgiven? God sent His Son so we could be reconciled unto Him. So the peace of God begins with peace with God. According to Romans 5 and verse 1, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. You see, dear friend, Jesus bridged the awful gap between a holy God and fallen man. On the cross, He bore our sins, took our judgment, so that we could be forgiven and reconciled to himself. Listen to Ephesians 2, 12 through 16. It says that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For He is our peace, who hath made both one and broken down the middle wall a partition between us, having abolished in His flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in Himself of twain one new man, so making peace." And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. I like one translation. It's a paraphrase, but it's really good. It said, in those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from God's people, Israel. You did not know the promises of God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you belong to Jesus Christ. Though you were once far away from God, now you have been brought near to Him because of the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. For Christ Himself 
has made peace between us, Jew and you Gentiles, by making us all one people. He'd broken down the wall of hostility that used to separate us. By his death, he ended the whole system of Jewish law that excluded the Gentiles. His purpose was to make peace between Jew and Gentile by creating in himself one new person from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Glory be to God. Friend of mine, today, if you are a Messianic Jew, you are a Gentile, it doesn't matter. Today, when you receive Christ as your Savior, the middle wall of partition has been taken away, and God has made us one in Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. He's made us one with himself and one with the covenant people. We too claim the blessing of God with us, Emmanuel. The God of peace is with us today. Having God with us is because we have peace with God. The master key to finding peace in troubled times is the God of peace being with us. In the time of Hezekiah, Jerusalem was under siege, surrounded by a fierce army. (laughs) No problem. Why? Because God is with them. He's for them because of the covenant with Abraham. He's with them because he's keeping that covenant. And he's for us because of the covenant that has been established through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he's keeping that covenant this very day. Listen to Second Chronicles 32, 6 through 8. It said, And he set captains of war over the people, gathered them together unto him in the streets. They're under siege. But listen, there's fear gripping them because they're surrounded by that that wants to destroy them. And he set captains of war, it says, over the people, gathered them together to him in the street in the gate of the city, and spake comfortably unto them, saying, Be strong and courageous, be not afraid, fear not, you see, or dismayed for the king of Assyria and all the multitude that is with him, for there be more with us than with him. For with him is the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. And the people rested themselves. See, they received it by faith. He's telling them the truth about God. He's reminding them of the covenant they have with Him, just like I'm attempting to do here today with the help of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures to speak comfortably unto you in this time. It's up to you to receive the Word of God into your heart and let Him and it create peace in this troubled time. This word rested here in the Hebrew means to lean, to lay upon, to rest upon. The king spoke the truth about God's presence with them and God's person. No matter what the trouble or how overwhelming the circumstances, there was peace found 
in the fact that the God of peace was with them. With them is the arm of flesh. With us is the Lord our God. He shall fight for us. He shall defend us. Is the God of peace with you today? Trust in His faithfulness and rest. Is the God of peace with you? Is Jesus with you today? Is His promise true today? Is He keeping His promise? Lo, I am with you always. Praise God. I will go with you. Amen. You know the Bible said in Hebrews 13, 5, He has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That we might boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I shall not fear what man shall do unto me. Praise God. Can we go ahead and insert, I shall not fear what, what this, this pandemic, this, this virus shall do unto me. I, I won't fear. I, listen, Paul, look death in the eye. Amen. And he said, death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? Amen. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Amen. Listen. David said, my times are in your hands. When it looked like they, his enemies would overwhelm him and destroy him, he said, my times are in your hands. He said, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in you. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for the Lord has been a refuge for me. Amen. Praise God. The God of peace is with you. Claim His promise and rest. Is the God of peace with you? Surrender your life to His eternal purpose and rest. That's what David meant when he said, My times are in your hands. It's not in the hands of circumstance. Not in the hands of happenstance. Not in the hands of fate. No, my times are in your Hands. You know, the Apostle Paul was facing, uh, death as a martyr for Christ. And he said, he said, listen, the time of my departure is at hand. I've already put it in his hands. If, if, if he allows me, because they wanted to kill him on other occasions, but God did not allow it. But when the time come for him to seal his testimony with his very life, he said, the time of my departure, not my demise, because to be absent from the body, he said, is to be present with the Lord. The time of my departure is at hand. I'm ready to be offered up. <laughs> Amen. You can't scare me with that. Glory be to God. I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight, and I have kept the faith. And surely there's a crown laid up for me. <laughs> Amen. And not for me only, but all those that love His appearing. It's the God of peace with you. Surrender your life to His eternal purpose and rest in him. Amen. Is the God of peace with you? Declare that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Claim your victory. That's what it said back in the book of Isaiah. And no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be utterly contemned or condemned. Amen. What did Paul say in the New Testament? He said, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Amen. It is Christ that died. 
and is risen from the dead. It is God that's forgiven. If God be for us, let's hear the conclusion of the matter. If God be for us, who can be against us? And he went on in Isaiah to say, And their righteousness is of me. This is not something that is so feeble and fragile that they can lose this peace because they don't know how they stand with me. This is a righteousness that I have granted them. In fact, in the New Testament, he said it's his own righteousness. Glory be to God. Amen. It's the God of peace with you. Declare that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Claim your victory and rest in Him. Is the God of peace with you? Cast your care upon Him and rest. Hallelujah. In full assurance. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting your care upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Casting your cares upon the Lord. Amen. In the Amplified, it says, Casting all of your care, the whole of your anxiety on the Lord, and the peace of God will keep you. Praise God. Casting all your care, the whole of your anxiety, once and for all. How do you do that? How do you cast your care upon the Lord? Scripture says in the New Covenant, in all things, with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all under, with thanksgiving, with caveat here. Let's don't forget it this morning. In all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Amen. When you trust God with it through prayer, express your faith in Him by praying to Him and trusting in Him. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. Amen. It sounds, it sounds too simplistic, but there's power in the simplicity. Amen. Pray about everything and don't worry about anything. (laughs) Amen. Until you pray, you have every reason to worry. But after you pray, you have every reason to rest. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Somebody out there say amen today. I want to, I want to hear it in my spirit. If I can't hear it in my ears, praise God. Before you pray, And express your faith by talking to God and giving it to God and trusting in God and expressing your faith by praying. Men ought always to pray, Christ taught, and never to faint, because after prayer we are to rest in Him. Is the God of peace with you? Commit everything to Him in prayer and rest. I used to preach that message called Holy carelessness. Amen. Be careful for nothing. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding, hallelujah, will keep your heart and your minds through Jesus Christ. That's reclaiming the peace of God in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of the tumult, in the midst of the turmoil. Amen. Psalm 46.1 says, God 
is our refuge. God is our refuge. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the mountains be removed and cast into the midst of the sea. Why? Because God is our refuge. We run to Him. We rest in the high tower of His grace and His mercy. God is for us. Therefore, God is with us. And the God of peace, the God of peace is with us. Hallelujah. Reminding us once more this Christmas season of just how precious Christmas peace is and how precious Christian peace is to the believer and how powerful it is to let us use all of the weaponry of spiritual armor against the enemy. There's a, there's a part of that armor that allowed the Roman soldier to stand and use every bit of his armor in battle and it is feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Praise God. That hobnailed boot of the Roman soldier allowed him to march to the place where the battle was to occur, to stand his ground and win it. (laughs) Amen. Because he was able to, having done all, stand. And today I believe it's time for us to stand in our standing with God and declare the peace of God in our hearts. Though our minds may wander and sometimes be troubled, we need to be anchored in the fact that the God of peace is with us today. Friend of mine, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior today, the Bible says of you that you are without God and you are without hope. And to be without hope in a time like this is to be in a place of deep depression, of fear and trepidation. And I pray today that you will not face, this is the beginning of sorrows. It's going to get worse according to Scripture as time goes on and the tribulation approaches and the coming of Christ is near. Evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. But if you come to know Christ as your Savior, the moment you repent of your sin, receive Jesus as your Savior, and you're reconciled to God, immediately you have peace with God, for He forgives you. And the moment you know that you have peace with God, and the promise of God to never leave you, never forsake you. You will begin to experience the peace of God in your heart and in your mind as you learn to cast all your cares on Him. For He cares for you. First Peter 5, 7 Casting all of your care, the whole of your anxiety, once and for all upon Him. Because He cares for you and watches over you affectionately. 
Hallelujah. We are all learning to lean on Jesus. Rest yourself upon the Word of God today. Come to Jesus and receive the Prince of Peace and enjoy what the angel said God offered through Christ. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. In Jesus' name.